Well, hello everyone. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt and welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about our thriving arts community. So on this show, we get excited because we introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? How can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we introduce to you guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference from the heart. And that's with a capital A-R-T. Hi, listeners. This is Mary, and I'm here without Joshua today. Whenever Joshua's not here, I always tell the world that he's out saving the world through art because he comes back from something in D.C. or California or Europe. Oh, well, we arranged this. We got money for that. I'm like, really? Or lately, money's been cut from almost everywhere. Um, I think if you heard the National Endowment of the Arts is up for maybe being slashed. I don't think we're going to let that happen. I think that Joshua's not. <laughs> no, we've got too many people. And, and we know what happens to a society when art is taken away. So, listener, if you're listening to all these uh, little chirps in the background, oh, I realize they're not realizing, can we talk? Should we talk? We've got a really <laughs> cool show for you this week. Now, normally, uh, Joshua and I will start with talking about what has happened in the week with the arts. And I think a big thing is this national endowment. So I'm going to invite everyone here to chime in as we talk about why the arts are important today. And then you're going to hear what these incredibly talented artists are up to themselves. They also happen to be stunningly beautiful women. (laughs) So this is an all gals. It's an all estrogen day. Um, We have six of eight today. That's the name of the group. I find really kind of interesting. We're going to get to hear about that. Uh, We're going to hear about their friend show, about their music abilities and their music talents and their passion for art today on From the Heart. So I'm going to start over here. Why don't we go around in the order that you see fit? Tell us who you are, what you do, and uh, let's get started. Awesome. Well, my name is Sarah Purser, and um, I have been singing with these wonderful women for actually quite a while. I've known, actually, I think Katie the longest. Um, and oh. we used to sing together in Orlando Opera about 100 years ago. Oh, actually, maybe Samantha. I don't know. Maybe some, I don't know. Anyway. It's not a contest. <laughs> we went to college together. We went to college together. Yeah. So anyway, we um, we sort of all sing together in different facets and, and in different choirs in different places around Orlando. Um, and a few years ago, we kind of came up with this dia- idea to put together a female, an all-women's vocal ensemble. Um, and w- the idea was to, that we wanted to sort of um, illuminate music that sort of speaks to the female experience. Mm. And so much of the music that we perform was been, um, has been composed by women, or the poetry that has been taken and set to the choral, um, to the music has been um, written by women. Um, or it's really just about women. Somehow it, it reflects the female experience. And so that's a pretty broad um, kind of way to describe the group. Um, we also named the group. The name of um, the ensemble is actually Helena. Oh, it's um, not Helena. Okay. Helena is the name of the ensemble. And the we're, do, we're doing a fringe show this summer that's called Six of Eight. So Okay. I thought that maybe the name of the group is now Six <laughs> so, of Eight. Yeah. That so, makes sense. Yeah. So, so we call ourselves Helena, which... Um, there, you know, we kind of were thinking of what's a name that would like sort of symbolize, you know, a group of female, a strong, powerful name. And so we kind of went through all these different names. We came up with the word with the name Helena. We all just really liked it. And everybody's always like, how'd you come up with Helena? What does it mean? And <laughs> Helena it, Troy. It beauty. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the name Helena means beauty. You can also, you know, I think of her. Troy. You can, sure. There's a lot of strong associ- female associations. And so um, I think that that really embodies like what we're trying to do. Um, so we've been singing together for three years, um, all different types of choral repertoire. Um, and yeah, we, um, anything, we, we are hungry for new music. We love new music especially. So um, 
I love that. And yes, you've been here before, which makes it all the more fun to hear <laughs> what you've been up to. All right. So what I thought, so we'll go around the circle. And how about if um, I'm trying to think, I like the idea that you introduce yourself, but I'm kind of interested in you introducing the next person, each of you, because then we, <laughs> you also have to tell us something special about them that we don't know, and you'll get the special one about it, Sarah. Ooh. Okay. I get to say something about Sarah? Yeah. yeah. Well... It's very obvious to all of us in the room, but maybe not if you're listening on the radio. Sarah's expecting. Yes, yes. yes very exciting. Do we know when? Um, well, I'm nine months pregnant. Oh my gosh, it could happen <laughs> any day. So when I said it's very obvious, it's very it's obvious. It's very obvious. <laughs> yes. So I, I uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, he's growing, but we're, um, we're actually doing this fringe show in May, and I'm doing April. So we're really hoping that the baby comes oh. on time. He doesn't come late, so that we can actually make this fringe show happen oh. um, on time. So that's yeah, that's the exciting thing that's happening in my life. Congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> All right, I got the easy one. That was <laughs> everyone else has the challenge to think of something more exciting than that about the other person. All that's right. pretty much the the story topper in the room at the moment. Fantastic! All right, who's going to be next? Well, I can go ahead. Yes, go I'll ahead. I'll introduce Lizzie. All right. <laughs> so um, Lizzie is one of our low altos. She sings. She's like our bass. Um, <laughs> but she um, has this beautiful, warm, rich voice. And I actually met Lizzie about a thousand years ago singing for Orlando Opera. She was um, a studio artist, right? Mm-hmm. So she wins the contest of resume. knowing you the longest. I, I don't know because I knew you about that time too. I can't remember the dates. I don't know. It's all kind of a blur. My 20s are all a blur. You guys can relate, right? Maybe <laughs> not. I don't know. But anyway, so I met Lizzie back then and I remember singing with Orlando Opera in Pirates of Penzance with Lizzie and I was just so enamored by her delicious voice and I and I thought she was just gorgeous and so I have always been like a big fan of Lizzie's mm-hmm. and then years later I ended up getting a job singing at the Basilica the Mary Queen of the Universe oh, yeah, yeah. and um, Lizzie was singing there as well and so we sort of reconnected and now we're like BFFFF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lizzie what excites you most about the show coming up at Friends? Fringe? Oh I think it's um, not like many things performed at Fringe because we're incorporating a lot of theater with classical singing. And um, it's actually based on the wives of King Henry VIII. Ooh. And so we're doing some contemporary music. And it it's a challenge, but each piece that we're singing is a monologue um, from one of King Henry VIII's wives, one that was either beheaded or divorced. And... We also have some original screenplay writing by some members of Helena. And so <laughs> we have the story tied throughout. And I think it's just going to be fun to have this experience. And the French is so fun because everyone's so passionate about the arts there yeah. that being there, you just, it's almost like you get injected with passion again and excitement again. Mm. How many of King Henry VIII's wives were beheaded? Two. 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 And then the rest were just divorced? Well, except two, for one. Jane Seymour died. Two were divorced, in two childbirth. were beheaded. One died, one survived. Right, the last one outlived him. Oh, wow. But <laughs> only by a year. Right. Yeah, she was all... It's two. important to note. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. The little mnemonic, divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. That's like a little theme in this Is that part script. of a song by any chance? It, I think... Part of our script? Mm -hmm. I think it mainly was like a mnemonic for when you're studying history in school to remember the fates of the different Uh wives because it's sort of rhymes-ish. So that's kind of a theme 
you know, recurring theme in the script of our show. What a legacy he gets to have. Mm. (laughs) All right. Let's move on. You get the next intro. Let's see here. Katie Pinder Brown. Mm -hmm. She is a fellow alto with me, and she has a precious little boy who just celebrated his first birthday. And what I can say about Katie, I've known her for maybe five, six years, and this woman has a reputation for being the most amazing sight reader that anybody's ever uh, met, yes. where you give her any piece of music, this girl can just sing it as written without making any mistakes, and musically, which is tough to do. And on top of that, she's a pianist, and ah. she played at Howl at the Moon for years, and so she's basically a human jukebox. And I, don't, I She told me once how many pieces she can play on the piano and sing, and it was something crazy like 500 maybe now she does a scrolling piano too oh yep down at disney springs Mm -hmm. oh you're at the strolling piano lady oh my gosh (laughs) i just laugh out loud whenever i see you so do i i mean not when i see me but (laughs) but you always look like you're having a blast it's so much fun because it really just brings me joy to look at the expressions on people's faces and you're always like in a gown or dressed up really lovely um because you did it at fringe last year uh, that was probably Stephanie Christopher that you saw. Okay. She's kind of the original. And that's another like powerful group of women. Like there are a, cu- well, a, a couple of guys. Tell people what it is. Our listeners what that is. Yeah, there they're... are a couple of guys that do it, but it's mainly like these it's fabulous fun to see the women. piano ladies. So every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Disney Springs from about 6 to 10-ish, you can possibly find the strolling piano. You might have to... <laughs> Look for a little while, but you might be able to find us. We usually start next to Trendy and Once Upon a Toy at six. So that's and the easiest so way to find us because dis- otherwise we could be anywhere. To describe this, it, it's you on a on a little movable stage with wheels that someone has a remote control nearby um, moving. Mary, right? it is magic. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. I dreamed that one night. Yep. So, so it's no one with a remote control moving you. Yeah, uh, it's it's just, just really magic. Yes. Yeah. It's an upright piano magic carpet yeah that's pretty much yeah yes it's, like a, it's a magic carpet, carpet. It has a mind of its own. only made With out a of a wood that floats and flies yes i'm yep. just gonna leave there it at that go. okay <laughs> awesome katie you get next intro oh i already did sarah's all right oh. Oh, okay so how are we gonna do this samantha goes all right <laughs> i guess i'll do anna and she'll do me <laughs> okay well this is anna eschbach and she is our hot we just went from our lowest altos this is our highest soprano anna and um i've been singing well my whole life, <laughs> but I have never sung with a soprano that I like to sing with more than Anna Eschbach. Wow. You make me cry. Tell, but, me, tell us the reason why in one sentence. It could be because we had the same voice teacher as high schoolers wow. and college students, which we did not know until we'd met. Um, but I, I think partially it has to do with our training. Our training was similar, so our voices fit, but also I think our just our particular two voices they just kind of go they together. Have the most impeccable blend. It's mm-hmm. sometimes uncanny. you can't even tell. There's ah. two. Oh yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of magical. It's kind of special. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we don't have. We're going to end this segment in just a few moments, and I want you all to sing. So let let's also find out a little bit about yourself, dear. You want to do a quick little intro here? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so Samantha, obviously, um, she is my singing soulmate, so to speak. Um, but yes, I officially met her just a few years ago when I started singing um, at the Basilica, Mary Queen of the Universe. 
Um, and but I had always known about Samantha because <laughs> I might have stalked her a little bit <laughs> um, because she's just a singing sensation. She's won the Met competition twice, um, made it to the Metropolitan Stage. Oh my gosh! Twice in oh New my York. Gosh. Yeah, I'm here with the elite listeners, <laughs> right? I'm not kidding. I'm here with the elite cream get- of the crop. We are going to learn more about all of you as we continue with the rest of this time. But because we have about two and a half minutes left, we're going to end with a song. So tell us about the song and get right into it. We want to hear more of the music than of us. This is sort of a, a Helena staple. This is we, this is, we sang this like our first season together. And it's a piece with a text by Lucille Clifton written by Gwyneth Walker um, called My Girl.
Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, sitting in by myself without Joshua Vickery, who's out saving the world through art. That's what I always tell them, Joshua. Um, but I am very fortunate to be here with a very talented group uh, that are talking about their show for this year's Orlando Fringe Festival, Six of Eight. And boy, if you just heard them coming out of that first segment, they are wonderful. That was all a cappella and just beautiful, ladies. Um, I got chills. Uh, so we want to talk, make sure that everyone knows a little bit about Six of Eight, about your Fringe show coming up, and about your collaboration as well. So let's get started first about with the Six of Eight. Who can tell us a little bit about what to expect and why we should go? Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> uh, well, uh, to lead into that, we have a sixth member that couldn't be here today. And um, her name is Sarah Barnes, and I get to talk about her because uh, she's my little sister. Um, that must be wonderful singing with your sis. It is. Yeah, it is. There's... You grow up doing that? Oh, boy, did we. Mm. Yes. Uh, yeah, my whole family is real musical. My parents were in a band for eons, and yeah, it's in the DNA for sure. Mm-hmm. Sarah is a uh, Sarah Catherine Barnes is, I guess, um, her official name. And um, she's a pretty well-known musical theater actress in the area, and now she's really directing and choreographing a lot um, as well. Yeah, she's yeah, actually done a yeah. lot with CFC Arts and Donald Roop. And, mm-hmm. um, so uh, anyway, she and I sort of, when we were offered this show by Opera Orlando, um, we kind of, we went to lunch one day and I was like, well, what do you think about the show? And we started talking about it and we just, everything just sort of snowballed and we were getting really excited about it. And it's a, it's a, um, a subject we both really love, uh, King Henry and the Wives. And so we came to the girls that weekend and we were like, all right, so like, what if we wrote the show, meaning my sister and I, and they were like, um, yes, go take it. Fine. That's fine. So we sort of wrote the show and I did a lot of, I did all of the monologue writing and then Sarah and I edited it and sort of put it together in, in the, in the format we wanted to do. Um, I arranged a couple of songs. We're doing a couple of other songs that already exist. Um, and then we're using the Libby Larson, Try Me Good King song cycle where each wife uh, sings a song using the text of their final words mm. before whether they were beheaded, died, divorced, whatever. It's, Do we know those a for dark. a fact or were they? Or? These are based on actual texts and letters that were written or speeches given before beheadings, etc. Okay, I'm already hearing some listeners go, I want to know a few of them. What sticks out in your mind is something that one of the wives said before they um, Catherine Howard, her, la- her final words were um, something to the effect of... Go ahead. I would die, I'd die a queen, but I would rather die the wife of Thomas Culpepper, yeah. who was her her mister. Yes, before <laughs> the king is, took her. She yeah. is the reason, or he is the reason that she was beheaded. Well, did yeah. anything happen to him? Yes. Oh, oh terrible things. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Never good things when Henry VIII <laughs> oh, was we'll involved. Talk about after we'll save we that for the sequel. Air. Okay, <laughs> but man, why would you marry this man knowing what's happened to the other wives? Because she was a 16-year-old girl and she oh, did what she was told. Oh, of course. It's pretty It's pretty tragic. The whole story is very tragic. I'm so glad I brought this up, listeners. <laughs> yes, it's very, and it's, it's, it's so female-centric and we're really, we're not, what we didn't want to do at all was focus on Henry. Right, right. Um, we are focusing completely on the females in this story and their children. Um, there's a lot of talk of motherhood because three of them had children. All were kings and queens in their own right at some point. Um, and... Yeah, it's and with Sarah about to have a baby, oh and she's actually <laughs> and Jane Seymour. She's playing Jane Seymour, and Jane Seymour was the one that died. Uh, and she in, died three. Oh, well, she died three weeks after giving birth to Edward because of complications from childbirth. Oh, so it's very real. It's very emotional. It's, it's hitting very home a lot. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> well, but of course it's play acting. It, it is totally play. Totally we act. Yeah. <laughs> but she'll at, at that point she will have had her baby, and so she will 
if she, you know, of course you can relate at any point, but she will really be able to relate at that point. Um, do you want to talk about the collaboration with Upper Orlando? Yeah. Yeah. So, let's hear about this. So the way this whole Fringe show kind of came about was, um, well, Upper Orlando was was offered, you know, well, they won the lottery. And um, I actually work for Upper Orlando. I'm on staff with them as the assistant um, education director. And I also coordinate their studio artists. Um, Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, it's a great company. I love, love, love everything they're doing in town with And they're growing and growing. growing. They'll soon have their space. It's so wonderful. Yes, and we have an amazing show that's opening this weekend on Friday. So Pagliacci and Pulcinella. So that's... Yeah, how can they give them a plug as to where they can go online to get tickets? You can get tickets at operaorlando.org or you can even go to the Dr. Phillips website to get the tickets. There's not a ton of tickets left, but we do open on Friday for Pagliacci and Pulcinella. Um, Friday... Saturday, Sunday is the matinee, and then we have another show on Tuesday. So, so the listeners on this Sunday night, because it will air this, this is airing this Sunday, you'll be able to go on Tuesday. Oh, true. Yes. So yes, it makes yes. your choice easier. Look at it that way. <laughs> Come on Tuesday. <laughs> so, um, well, anyway, so um, Opera Orlando um, won, the, you know, won a lottery spot to to produce a, a fringe show again this year. And so um, Gabe Pricer actually reached out to me and said, do you have any ideas for a fringe? And I said, well... What would you feel about um, having Helena, my group Helena, come up with uh, a show? Um, and he was all about it. Wow. And so he, it was really awesome that he trusted um, trusted us to kind yes, of, you of know, put something together. And so we presented um, uh, Grant Pricer and Gabe Pricer um, the idea that um, we would do a show about, you know, the wives of King Henry. Um, and then the script, we wrote the, Sarah and... Samantha wrote the script and we presented that. It came up with me. It all happened really, really quickly, actually. I love actually. that. When something happens like that, don't you feel that it's almost a little bit of providence, like it was meant to be, that it Absolutely. just flows through you, like oh, you were the vessels of this? Absolutely. I must say, at first, I think we were all <laughs> incredibly overwhelmed by the idea of like, just, you know, poof, come up with a show. That's really hard. Like, you give me a show, I'm going to do a really good job with it creating a show that's not exactly something yeah, I've done daunting. before. Yeah. Writing music, writing uh, script. script. That's oh terrifying. But I love that you jumped right in. Well, eventually I did. <laughs> and then once I did, Sarah and I were just, we would talk for like 45 minutes, an hour at a time. So excited. Well, what if we did this and we could do this and we could use this prop and we could use these things. And so it was, it was really fun and I'm feeling really really excited about it now yes it's very well, contagious and energy when they were describing it to us all of us were like "Ooh, what a cool idea <laughs> <laughs> like, there's gonna be some really exciting concepts i think that might draw in people that might not ordinarily be interested in something about opera or classical singing but sure. there's there are definitely you know some that being a woman more or, non-traditional yeah. elements that i think are going to be appealing to a lot of demographics Absolutely. and different audiences well and it helped as well because we many of us had already sung the libby larson mm-hmm. this, the libby larson is essentially where this idea really stemmed from i think um we sang the song cycle two years ago yep. at the team arts house um for our little we usually do like a season kickoff concert there in august and we did that um we each sang a queen and so we kind of already knew the cycle mm-hmm. and we thought, well, why don't we put a show together around this? Yes. Um, so that really, I think, kind of mm-hmm. culminated it coming together in that way. So Lovely. Yeah. Oh. And we're doing another show at the White House this <clears throat> season. Yes. Yeah, so Timaquah, the White House, oh, we've, we've had um, Benoit on our mm-hmm. show more than once. And he's, wow, how, how he's changed 
oh our God. city, right? Oh, With just what he amazing. offers out of his home yeah. where he built his own theater there where people can go on Sunday nights and just bring something to share, eat or drink and a yep. small donation. And then you have art from around the world or women like yourselves there Incredible doing something art. so rare. But anyway, go back, Katie. What were you going to say? You're talking about something? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Oh, that we have a concert coming up there. Yes. Thank you. A concert In at the August. White House. So when is that? August 4th. So there's plenty of time to put that on your calendar now. And once again, a website for all the information would be? Uh, Well, our Helena website is helenacollective.org, which is coming together, (laughs) the website. (laughs) You can also find us on Facebook. And Facebook, of course. Under Helena Collective? Uh, I think we're just Helena... Helena, okay, on Facebook, okay, right. just making sure, yeah. and Instagram and all of those things. Yes, of course. <laughs> just Google them. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great resource. Nice. Well, um, have you? Did you picture back when you started that your work would grow in the collaborations and the types of performances that it has today? I would hope that you're very proud. I didn't think we'd be doing a full-on Fringe show. I didn't <laughs> think that we would be doing a full-on Fringe show until just a couple weeks no. ago. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think we've always thought of ourselves more as like concert artists. Mm-hmm. You, we do a concert of music and present interesting female-centric music in that concert. This is a whole nother ball game. <laughs> this is costume, sound, lights, props, a script. Um, we are, we're going to have a, a girl coming in as a sub, a swing for one of the wow. shows. Um, this, you know, blocking direction. We each have our uh, individual monologue coaching with my sister, with Sarah, wow. um, over the next couple of weeks. And then our first staging rehearsal in a, a couple of weeks. So we're trying to get as much in before the baby's due. Yep. And then we're going to rehearse again after the baby's due. In fact, we have a music rehearsal today after this recording. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, it's um, it's a lot, but it's, I'm so excited. And I think it's going to be really do. impactful. I can't wait. It's what you do, the, the idea of, you bringing your gifts to something that's also telling a story of history uh, and for women, the things that we've had to endure that young girls don't really realize right now. Absolutely. We're very fortunate in our civilization. Are there any themes that women are still dealing with in these days? Is that what you were? Oh, that was one of the main reasons we wanted to do this mm-hmm. song cycle. Is because what comes to mind? The, I mean, if you think about what each one of the wives endured, especially the five wives who died, I mean, there's a lot of issues and a lot of themes of, um, you know, spousal abuse of um, health issues, women's health issues, um, motherhood, motherhood, mm-hmm. yep. infidelity. infidelity, definitely infidelity. That's a big, <laughs> That's um, a very common theme. This is double standard. This is going to feel super obvious, but just manipulation by the patriarchy. Man, I feel super <laughs> cliche saying yeah. that, but it's for it's very real. All right, um, well, you know what else is real. We only have a few moments left of this three minutes, but that is enough time for an outro song, I do believe. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy. My life flows on in endless song Above us lamentation I hear the real, the far-off hymn That hails anew Oh, 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 oh,
Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Listeners, it's great to have you here. Unfortunately, Joshua's not able to be with us today. He's out saving the world through art. Um, but I know he says hello, and he would be he will be sad to hear that he missed this really fun day with these beautiful voices. Ladies, thank you so much for singing. It graces our show, for sure. Um, so we were talking a little bit uh, during the break about <laughs> why would wife number six even think of saying yes? <laughs> a lot of it, as we were saying, was social pressure. Yeah. Um, so give us a couple of reasons why people should come see this show one more time at Orlando Fringe. Um, well, I think those people who are um, used to Fringe and how it can be outside of the box, that's mm-hmm. sort of the point of Fringe, right? Art that's outside of the box. This is going to be um, fairly outside of the box. And we're doing, I think one of the coolest things about the show is going to be the, the range of music we're doing. We're doing some very contemporary classical music with the Libby Larson um, song cycle. And then we're doing some um, Gregorian chant oh, as well. Really? We're also doing a lot of John Dowland, which he was a lute, um, a medieval or a Renaissance lute composer. Um, and then uh, we're doing some uh, modern choral works as well. There's sort of a huge span of, of music we're doing. Um, and then I just think um, seeing the story of the women and how they all relate to each other afterward so after they're all gone this, mm. this this show is sort of um happening after they've all been dealt with however they've <laughs> been dealt with by henry in the future at some unforeseen place in time right um did and, they have their heads on at the time uh well two of them didn't <laughs> okay but the other three did <laughs> and um there's what everyone will notice very quickly is that there's a missing queen we don't you don't ever see the sixth queen and so she sort of figures into the story a lot too. Interesting. Um, this yeah, it's really good. It's going to be really, very French. Really, in, very French. Mm-hmm. We're going to use. There's some bells happening, and so it's going to be really, really, really well, awesome. I'm excited. Remind us the venue that you're in. We're in the Silver Venue. Oh, the big one. The big one at the Rep. Yeah. Girls, you go. Yes, we get Please the big come. Stage. That's a great theater. Oh, yes. the space. <laughs> OrlandoFringe.org, and start planning your fringe days now, everyone, because those days go by fast, and then you'll. Not have seen the ones you really wanted to, but this is definitely one you'll want to see. Go power, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and we, we have five dates. They are May 16th, 18th, 21st, 25th, and 26th. Times are at the um, on the website. Um, yeah. OrlandoFringe.org. A lot of OrlandoFringe.org and six of eight. Mm-hmm. Is it the number six of number eight or the spelt out? Number six of Roman numeral eight. Ooh, I get it. Uh-huh, See yes. that double meaning? I'm yes. glad I asked. <laughs> yes. Of course it would be that way. <laughs> um, okay, so there was something I was going to ask you a few moments ago. I couldn't wait, and I should have written it down because I didn't. <laughs> it will come back to me probably tomorrow. Uh, no. <laughs> we, we actually um, do have a couple other concerts coming up that we wanted to talk please about. Please do. Yeah, no, if you want to. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So aside from Fringe, we have one. We have two later on this summer. Um, one will be uh, July 27th, and we are performing with the Brevard Symphony Orchestra. Oh. Um, uh, we have a dear friend who is a big Helena fan as well. Her name is Joni Hansi. Hansi. Joni. Joni. Yes, she's, she's a, a beautiful violinist, and she often has Helena um, collaborate uh, with her ensembles. And so we are grateful to her, and we are excited to perform with her, and that's July 27th. And then our... Um, 2019-2020 season kicker um, at the Timaqua, as always, will be August 4th. That is a Sunday at 7.30 p.m. That is where we introduce our 
season uh, repertoire. Is that the... a Sunday night? Yes. Sunday night yep. it's at Timaquah. Yes. So the White House or the Timaquah, um, if you look up the White House, uh, is that on Highland Avenue? It's on it's Summerlin. On Summerlin. Summerlin. Summerlin, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, on That's on Pennsylvania Avenue. No. <laughs> Not <Wrong>. that White <laughs> House. <laughs> oh, a different one? Oh, okay. <laughs> you can go there if you want to, folks. <laughs> I guess I should cancel my flight to DC. Um, but if you've not been there, it would be a great way for you to experience both this beautiful music and the White House or Timaqua, as it was called. Originally, it was called Timaqua because that was the street they were then on. And then he built a large White House. And he calls it the White House, but it's not on the White House Avenue. It is on <laughs> Summerlin. Mm-hmm. It's actually go. in my neighborhood, which yeah. I love. Yes. Yay. I can walk there. Walk over. <laughs> and if you've never been, friends, um, there's a donation at the door. Uh, and you bring a bottle of wine or some fruit or a piece of pastry, whatever. And so it's it. he literally opens his home, part of his home, that he built a stage in with wonderful sound um, and a beautiful piano. And it's a great night of community and art together. So and his I hope whole family is so lovely. Aren't yes. they? They're wonderful. His children, we've watched them grow. Yep. And his wife is mm-hmm. she's amazing. She's an amazing she does musician. Everyth- well, ben, they all do everything. <laughs> but yes, she's in like every singing ensemble that exists <laughs> in the state of Florida. Yeah. Wow. She does. She does a lot. Yeah. So, so if yeah. you've never been, promise yourself that you'll do that because you'll go, "Wow, that's where I live." Yes, it is. It's a, it's such a gem, you know. Mm-hmm. People people don't know what a gem it is in Orlando, you know. It's one of my pet peeves is when people talk about how there's nothing to do in Orlando. I'm like, what Not are you talking true. about? Like, you can literally see these world-class musicians yeah. for World free class. every yeah. Sunday night. Well, and o'clock. people don't know, so spread the word. Spread the word, mm-hmm. yes. Um, it was originally started when, well, when Cirque du Soleil was here because mm-hmm. Benoit was their uh, number one trumpet player and conductor and uh, was he musical director? Music director. Music director. Mm-hmm. And boy, uh, did he also make a place in his home where the public is open uh, to hear great music from musicians literally around the world, but a lot of Central Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a beautiful thing. It's, yeah. I mean, it's it's really is musicians from everywhere. But I've, you know, I've never gone on a Sunday night and been disappointed. It's always something that, uh, it's music that's stimulating, that's mm-hmm. new, that's interesting, and just really high quality. And visual art, too. Oh, yeah, always yes. visual art. You know, I didn't tell you, ladies, but my husband is going to be part of the visual art again this year. He <gasps> always puts a few of his drawings in. But with Cindy Murray, uh, she and myself are, and Eric Pinder, who's <laughs> going to help us direct it. Uh, you share a last name. Uh, yes, for that, our distant cousins. I know him very well. <laughs> not yeah, really, but <laughs> we love Eric. Well, we're going to give a tours of the visual art, but not your mama's tours. These are tours where we get to make things up with you. So what do you think's going on here? Let's act that out. Or, you know, what I you love that. Oh so it's just be unusual tours of the visual fringe artwork. So wow. that will be blending genres of art together with the help of an audience. So where does one begin and one end? We'll find out. Yes. Uh, sign me amazing. up for that tour. Yes. That sounds There'll like There'll be so five person per tour and we have 30 tours all together. Oh, wow. Um, that's perfect. There's right. five of us right here. We're yeah. ready. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maybe <laughs> you'll be on my tour. Yes, yeah. we would love that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, with, with the limited time that we have left, and we want to save time for one last song, too, um, is there anything left that we... Ha- no, we don't want to... Yeah, you know what? Let's save it. Let's save it for the standing <laughs> ovation on every show that you have. Why give it away for free? We right. definitely heard don't want to give it listeners. away. Go pay your $6 and see them at Fringe. Um, or 7 It might be 7 there Is it go. really $7? No, some, it, you know what? I'm old and I've been here bad. a long time, so it might be a little more than it used to be. So don't hold me to it. Um, but it's but you know what it is it is affordable and that's what I love about Fringe it's true yeah OrlandoFringe.org go to the website you'll see what it is if you've not heard of it friends (laughs) 
Absolutely. Well, let's see. Uh, what else did I wanted to ask you before you go? If you were to tell people, um, because what this show is all about is sharing what's going on in the arts in Central Florida. Um, a lot of people here might not even know, listening right now, that you all exist and are planning to go see your show. What do you know that you think people might not know besides the White House that you would want to invite people to go check out in our city of Orlando? Mm. Is city beautiful? Well, we've <laughs> talked about a couple of things. So, I mean, definitely... You know, we are in collaboration with Opera Orlando. Yes. So Opera Orlando, um, we have Pagliacci and Pulcinella that's happening um, this week. And I know that by the time the show airs, that there will only be one more performance of that left on oh, Tuesday. Oh. So come see Pagliacci. It's a beautiful, beautiful show. It's The music is just heartbreaking and the story is heartbreaking, but it's just, it's a great production. Um, Did you see Barbara Seville? The dinner experience? Yes. I had tickets. I had to give them away. I felt so crushed. Oh, it was such it a was cool... So good. It was dinner. Yeah. Well, explain to everyone what they did. This is how creative they are. It was actually... Um, uh, it was what we were calling um, Opera on the Town, which is where we're taking opera outside of the Dr. Phillips Center, where we usually do most of our productions. Um, we're taking it to different off-site locations. So Barbara Seville was produced at um, Casa Feliz, <laughs> and um, it was sort of an immersive type of performance where they actually... Um, you showed up, you, there were, you know, drinks, there were food, you know, snacks, and you, you know, mingled a little bit, and you had a seat in one location in the home. And then as the, as the story unfolded, you would actually physically move your bodies to different places mm -hmm. in the home. Um, it was just yeah. very, very cool. That just that sounded, awesome. and each, a small audience for each. I just, mm -hmm. oh, I wish I could have been there. Yeah. And, well, and the house itself, Casa Feliz, yes. is very much in the style of... Seville, right? Exactly. So it, it, it totally worked with the story, and it's a landmark, isn't it? Also Absolutely. a museum, it's a, a museum status yeah. in Winter Park. Yeah. yeah. So Upper Orlando is definitely mm -hmm. hoping to do more um, immersive, immersive and unusual. That's what I love about where we live. We yeah. do things that are very unique. Makes me proud. Yeah. Definitely, it's a thriving place for the arts, Orlando. It is. Yeah. Um, and they actually have an. Um, so the fringe is happening. So that's you know we're. we're we're wrapping up. Got that season. coming up. Mm -hmm. Fringe is happening. And then also in May, kind of around the same time that Fringe is happening, um, Opera Lindo is also producing a, a children's production of Noah's Flood. Noah's Flood. And it's actually the music of Benjamin Britten. And that'll be the, wow. the final performance of the season. And where will that be? Um, that is at, uh, oh my gosh, the church on Mills Avenue. Why is it going <laughs> out of my head? The Lutheran Church? The Lutheran Church. Okay. Well, they can look it up on the Opera Orlando website. Um uh -huh, and that's amazing. And that's um, it's the youth company, which the wow. uh, Opera Linda Youth Company is a very active company. We actually have a number of those um, the singers from the youth company are in our production right now, Pagliacci and Puccinella. So. And we know that their building is still being worked on and won't be long mm -hmm. before they have their own housing. Uh, that beautiful building, very close Steinmetz. to the Dr. Phillips Center. It's oh, the Steinmetz. The Steinmetz. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it will hopefully by the not next season, but the season after, we'll be able to occupy that space for you know part of our season oh that's wonderful and just because you're mentioning a children's production fringe has kids fringe yes so people considering fringe we're we're plugging our show obviously but there are so many wonderful productions and so when you buy your button support lots of productions and so we can keep fringe going and then if you have kiddos then there's kids fringe and there's lots kids of fun fringe, stuff for them. visual fringe as we mentioned yes, support and the outdoor stage where there will be <laughs> tours this year that will be fun as i yes. mentioned earlier um, and then of course they have some things that are free some things that are inexpensive just go to orlandofringe.org and we'll be having more shows you're the first of our fringe this year but usually around this time this is where we'll try to get three in per episode of different shows and even at the end of 12 shows that's nothing compared to maybe the hundred shows or more that come in literally from around the world, mostly this country, but and mostly Central Florida. 
just but really great, interesting, innovative, state-of-the-art, different mm-hmm. work. Um, all right, so final words. We've got two minutes. We'll take about 30 seconds at the end to thank everybody. But anything else you I, want to mention? I remembered. It's St. John Lutheran Church on Mills, <laughs> and it's May 18th and 19th is, is Noah's Flood. That Benjamin Britton piece. So. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And again, that website that they can go to for more information is? OperaOrlando.org. I can't say that enough here. <laughs> All right. Did well, you think of what you wanted to ask us, Mary? Oh, probably, but it was probably something <laughs> like, tell me your story of when you were five, and then, of course, now we've got <laughs> well, one minute left. Well, when I was left. five. I <laughs> um, no, just how about a real quick, uh, because one, we'll do it real quick, and I'll say goodbye. Advice to any parents that have children that want to go into the arts. One sentence. Who's going to go first? Support Lessons <laughs> are an amazing experience for kids for their development, and I would say start them experimenting with music lessons. Great. Lessons can. can be given uh, at what you can afford at Central Florida Community Arts, and if you can't afford that, they'll work with you. Next. Uh, vote. vote. Vote, yes, because vote. the vote. state of the arts <laughs> is up now vote. for maybe not having the National Endowment to the Arts. We can't have that happen. Vote. Yes, yes. please. Uh, well, there's this big myth that you can't make a career out of the arts, and we are five <coughs> proofs that that make is six false. Yeah, six, there and you seven. go. Exactly. Yes, you and Sarah. You don't have to be famous to be successful in the arts. What? It's not going to happen? No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> what an idea. Um, put your kids in music programs and theater programs at their schools mm-hmm. now from a young age it's free. It is even if they go to become a doctor it will help them promise as you humans that. it will help them and who knows they may have a real talent for it that, that no one even knew about oh uh, great advice samantha but took mine uh, <laughs> but it's such good advice it could be said i'm twice. a high school choir teacher so you know that's the first thing that comes to mind but i think you know singing in a choir you know a lot of a lot of very um ch- uh, parents of young children ask about voice lessons but children's choirs are really really great too for young kids there you have it everybody great advice from our five amazing guests today go to orlandofringe.org go to the website here look up six of eight um thank you so much for listening i'm mary thompson hunt i'll be back next week with joshua vickery on from the heart <laughs>